to the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 233. My name is Stephen Deutschman. I'm your host, as always. This week, I'm joined by one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? I'm I'm pretty okay. I'm okay. It's been pretty a day. Okay. It's been a Today day, though. Today has been a day. It is a day that will live in video game infamy, otherwise known as Xbox Series X pre-order day. It's true. Did you did you manage to secure a pre-order? I'm sorry, did I, Mike manage to secure a pre-order? Yes. Yes, we did. Well we done. secured several pre-orders because just in case some of our friends were not able to secure any, we wanted to make sure that we had extras. So that is very kind of you. You started this tradition with the, the switch, switch, right? Yes. Yeah. Mike bought a bunch of switches because switches were really, really difficult to get. So he got one for me and James back when we weren't living here. So this was in early 2017. And then he got some, he got one for his family before we smushed our families together. And Got like, I think, what was it, like three more after that? Was it three or it was six total? So we got four more after that. And just like, was the Switch Fairy. Yeah, I know you do, but we're not talking about that on air. So he's this, he was the Switch Fairy. So now we have extra PlayStations and we have extra Xboxes so that we can make sure that our friends who weren't able to be as diligent and quite frankly obsessive as my beloved bonus husband can get Xboxes. <laughs> so almost the entire I mean that's almost the entire earth was not yeah, as obsessive as him. No. But that's no okay. one is nearly as obsessive as Mike is. Mike is but he does it for good because he makes sure that the people around him they just like did you get one? Are you good? Do you need one? I got you. It's true. It's pretty as it's really the, lovely. As the beneficiary of one of those PlayStations uh, which true. I will come with the money for said PlayStation and cookies. That's how I'm going to do it. So anyway, uh, it's pre-orders have, they are, they have come and gone for both the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X and the Xbox series yep. S. Now we are awaiting the, the release extra small, date. Small. The extra small, small. We are related. We are waiting for the release date, which is November 10th for the Xbox and 12th for the PlayStation. I think so. Yes. I think or that's either. reasonable. They're What's both the coming out that same way. Is it the 12th? The PlayStation the is on a Thursday. Yeah, so he's right. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. The PlayStation is on a Thursday. The Xbox is on a Tuesday. That's all I know, and I know they're in that range. It's bonkers so pants. That's what that now is. Now we're all waiting. So what we are going to do, Amanda, yeah. is we're going to... What are we going to do? We're going to go around the horn, but then for our topic... We now have enough information. I remember a handful yes. of episodes ago, I started to talk about which we would prefer and what kind of official recommendations we would make. And you very astutely, as is how it works with the two of us, you were like, you know, I know you like to just get excited and make decisions and declarations, but perhaps we should wait to make real recommendations until we know the pricing. And I was like, man, you're so practical. So here we are. Yeah, you're practical and reasonable. So here we are. Now we have all the information. So we're going to share our thoughts. Yes. And, you know, what our recommendations are and what our thoughts about the potential decisions that other people can make. Mm -hmm. Uh, So but not in a judgy way. I know that makes it sound like we're going to judge you. We're definitely not. No, there's no judgment here. There's just love. We've 
There's just love. With love, we're going to talk about a lot of the possibilities because there are a number of them. There are. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Probably I'll make fun of myself. Amanda will say I shouldn't. It's a whole thing. But before we get into all that thing, let's talk about our sponsors, one of which is literally Amanda. So that is the virtual – it is you, in fact. It is the Virtual Economy Podcast. That is a podcast hosted by Amanda and Mike Footer, who is – seven feet to her left and that is a business podcast where things that would get maybe a sentence on the show get an hour and a half with expert commentary on theirs if you like games which is probably why you're listening to us then you will probably be very interested to hear them talk about the business of games and man oh man do you guys got some things to talk about this week we got some legal doozies. We got some mergers and acquisition doozies. We've got rank the pre-orders doozies. Can we say can we say some acquisitions? Can we say the acquisition because I don't think I have ever seen a bigger acquisition. In my, I was thinking back on it. I can't not remember. Not sure I have either. Seven point five just, bill is 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 a lot, but we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk about oh, it before we'll we get okay. into the before okay. we get into the pre orders. We'll talk about it, but yes, we have a lot to we have a lot to discuss. So we whatever, have a lot to talk about. So whatever we end up talking about on this show, Mike and I will pull apart and give additional color and commentary to. Mike has an MBA. I have a street MBA. I earned it from running a, a business MBA? for She's for se- almost seven years. She got so, that street cred. He's I got that got them, street business cred. He's got them book smarts, literally because he wrote the book on it. So literally that is because the he virtual, wrote the book, yeah. Literally because he wrote the book on it. A book that I haven't read, which is criminal. I have to buy a copy. I'm just I'm just lazy. Forgive me, everybody. We'll sign uh, it for you. I well, I know. I know. So we've we've discussed this a number of times. Our other sponsor is literally me. It's the Engage Family Gaming community um, not podcast, the Engage Family Gaming Facebook community. So if you like listening to the two of us talk about stuff, then you may want to just join a Facebook group and listen to a whole bunch of people kind of just like us talk all about stuff. Uh, right now, the big event we're going is it's Play Stember Madness, which is basically to celebrate the anniversary of the, release of the original PlayStation. We are having a bracket, just like we did in March, only this time it's all PlayStation 1 games. Respectfully, PlayStation 1 didn't have a lot of rated E games that were any good. So we got some rated M games on there. We're remembering the games fondly, not recommending them. How about that? So uh, that means it's okay that Resident Evil's on there. So So if you want to see all those things, Go ahead and join the Facebook community. You can get there. Just search Engage Family Gaming Community on Facebook. Okay. Sponsors read. Now let's go around the horn. Amanda. Yeah. You, I watched you do this on stream, which is Ready Player Mom. It's your stream. Mm-hmm. You played a little game called Star Renegades, which is a game that I have yes. known about for quite some time. I enjoyed it when I played it. But when I played it, it was, you know, just a little demo, whatever. You've played the full version. Mm-hmm. It is out in the wild. It and is. my understanding is that you like it quite a bit. I love this game. There are no there are very like I feel like I should say there are no words, but I have so many words, and therefore the words are getting completely stymied. Um Star Renegades is like the gaming love of my life right now <laughs> a little bit. It used to be Spiritfarer and I still love Spiritfarer. I'm still playing it. 
but uh, Star Renegades is this amazing strategy, tactical, time-based game that has mechs and robots and saving the world and saving reality. And it's just... It's just such an exceptional experience. And I'm actually good at it. Like, I'm constantly shocked. My husband loves this game, too. But he is, he struggles. He somehow struggles with this in a way that I don't quite understand. It's like, I understand, like, how to how to manipulate the system so that it works for me. And James is like, but I just want to smash things. How do I smash things? <laughs> and you're like... Smashing things is important, but you have to do it like at the right time. Guys. Exactly. You have to do it at the right time. So I actually have all those on VOD. So if you are really curious about Star Renegades, you can go to my Twitch page. That's twitch.tv slash ready player mama. Um, and you can check out the VOD on that because it was like this game is exceptional. It's a rogue light. So it's not as punishing as a it's not as punishing but every time that you can't save a reality, you got to go into the next one and start all over again. But you get yep. to recruit in between and you get to make and you can like build up your science tiers so that you can have better camping. It's a card building game at the same time, too, because there's this camping mechanic that requires you to use this, you know, these cards and build relationships between your various companions. So or your squad mates, I guess. Until they're companions and friends and partners. And it's just, it's really, it's really quite lovely. So I love Star Renegades. And as soon as I saw the trailer during Not E3, I was completely sold. And it has its hooks in me in a way that I have not had a game have it have its hooks in me in quite some time. Like a strategy game specifically. It's like Civ levels of love. Yeah, I remember when this game popped up. I forget when it specifically was. I think it was last I, year. Yeah, I remember that it popped up and the first time you and I spoke to each other, pretty much, you were raving about this video game. It's true. I was really, and, really excited about this game. And it, but it's one of those things where because it's a relatively small release and it's not like they were beating us over the head with it, you like we would love it and then we would forget about it. And then we would love it and then we would forget about it. And then we would, I and mean, I didn't really here. I didn't really forget about it, but I, I actually didn't see it when it originally was announced. That was my problem is that I didn't see it for the first time until Naughty 3. But I know that they were showing demos of it and I know that they were. They were talking to press about it, but just for whatever reason, I just wasn't, I just, I just wasn't on the, uh, it wasn't on my radar, which is really upsetting because this game is the most Amanda strategy game ever. It is bright. It is pixels. It is beautiful. It's awesome. I know I say that a lot of games are like made for me, but I kind of feel like a lot of games are made for me. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just talk about the math on that. There are so many games that are made Mm hmm. And it's not like your tastes are so out there. You know what I mean? It's not like you only want to play hockey fighting games. You have, you know, you like a specific aesthetic and certain gameplay loops, but you're not that laser focused. No, like I only not play even Madden. a little. No, so, no, 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 no. I have so many genres that I love, including like visual novels and, yeah. you know, like so many different kinds of games. So, yeah, the math just, is on your side. It's it like is at any given moment. There are at least five development teams specifically making 
games that are targeted to me. Yes, it's very, very true. I am happy to report everybody that Star Renegades is on Game Pass on PC. Mm -hmm. It is also, I believe it's on Steam. It is. That's where I play it is on Steam. I ended up getting a code from the wonderful people at Raw Fury. They even gave me some codes to give away. I remember. I remember I was there and you, you made some some of your viewers very happy. I did. One of your viewers was like, wow, I never win anything. And I was like, well, you'll just have to come back because maybe you'll win again. It's true. Everybody thought it was really weird. I kept deliberately misspelling the hashtag because I was like, guys, I'm not going to enter to win this. I'm just trying to remind you to enter the competition. They're like, why do you keep spelling out hashtag instead of using an actual hashtag? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's because I don't actually want to win. You guys are actually missing my point, guys. There's the point. So what have you been playing? uh, I've been playing WWE 2K Battlegrounds. All right. Talk to me about WWE 2K Battlegrounds. So... What do you think about really stupid video games? I mean, I am a fan of playing really dumb video games with my with like friends and family. They're not the kind of games that I'd want to play alone. But, you know, I can be a fan of dumb. Okay, so in as much as wrestling is incredibly stupid, and I mean that in the, the, the most loving way. Right. You know, like I absolutely love wrestling. I know you do. You're such a big fan. I am. And WWE 2K Battlegrounds is a wrestling ass video game. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and so here is the setup. You're like playing with action figures. They're like dumb action figure versions of these various WWE superstars. They're all basically the same size and shape, which is weird when you have guys like The Undertaker and The Big Show fighting Rey Mysterio Jr. His name's literally The Big Show. He has a show on Netflix. It's literally called The Big Show Show, and it's a family sitcom, like a la like Family Matters and stuff like that, but the bit is that he is actually the big show. So they are so like his wife in the show is married to the big show who is a WWE superstar and his kids are like their dad is the big show. And it is <laughs> super ch- like super cheesy and dumb. And also his name is the big show. And uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But like because it's so stupid. <laughs> But he's the big show. And but he's so the big all, show. I hear and you. He's also the same. He's also the same size in the video game, by and large, as Rey Mysterio Jr. And if you put the two of them next to each other, Rey Mysterio Jr. is like five two, and the big show is over. It's like pretty much seven feet tall. So like huge oh, difference. So even bigger and, than James. Gotcha. Oh, he's a, no, the big show is the, he's the big show. He's a big guy. And big guy, so okay. he's a big dude. And so they 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 kind of even them all out. They're all pretty much the same size. They move around a lot and they kind of move the same. There are some slight differences between them, but at the end of the day, this is more Super Smash Brothers than Guilty Gear, if you know what I mean. Like, as far as fighting games go. And so, this is meant to be a party game where you just play as you pick your favorite wrestler and you just, or you create your own because there is a create your own wrestler mode and you Mm -hmm. just do wild stuff. So for example, there are uh, there in each of the different arenas, there are ring hazards. So one of them, you're actually fighting in the Florida Everglades and there's a crocodile leaning over the edge of the ring. 
And you can pick up your opponent and throw them into the crocodile's mouth and he will chomp on your opponent and then yeet them back into the ring. There's another one. Oh, where you are- there is nothing more satisfying than yeeting someone. Not even a little, although maybe this is a little bit. There's another one that is a you're in a garage and there is a car up on the, the lift. Okay. And you can throw your opponent at the bar that is lifting the car up and the car will fall down and collapse on your uh, opponent. Explosive oil tanks. I'm getting to the explosive oil tanks. Okay. There's explosive oil tanks. That's really so, like he was so excited. It's very he was very excited. So excited. And so there's a bunch of different match types that are all kind of crazy. And that's one of the things that's really interesting is that you know, when you're playing Smash, right, like the game, the matches are the matches, right? The rules are pretty much the same. When you're playing in these different modes, they end up being a little bit different just by nature. The fact that sometimes you're in a cage match where you want to escape versus beating, the, you know, beating your opponents down. This is not going to take over for Smash in anyone's living room. But for me, for wrestling fans... This is a game that you, especially, you know, if you're a whole family of wrestling fans, this is a game you need to keep on your radar. Good news, I will be streaming it on Monday nights for the next five nights. And you might say, Steve, why are you streaming five nights of this game? Well, that's because they gave me five codes to give away. So for the next five weeks, I will be giving out a code a night. Of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, for you know, I got I got a couple PS4 codes, I got some Xbox One codes, I even have a Switch code, and and it's on all three of those things and on PC. I actually they gave it to me on Steam for review. I'm playing it. I will have a review probably within the next week or so. As we know, we take our time on our reviews here because I'm still I, working on my Spirit Fairer review, so yeah, I hear you. Because we got jobs. <laughs> so the so that is WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I'm also happy to report that all three members of the New Day are in the game. That's it. There's going to be a lot of dudes in this game over time also. And women. The entire women's division is in this game. And so, uh, yeah. This, this, I think there's something like 80 wrestlers that you can get. It's a lot. And you don't have to spend any money to get them. That's it. It's 2K Battlegrounds. It's it what it said. So tell me about the further adventures of Ms. Marvel. Well, I finished the campaign, so that was really amazing. Um, It was a heck of a climactic battle. It's it's it was a very Avengers battle and like it definitely was evocative of the movies and of the comics. Did you kill the Justice League? Oh, wrong game, wrong game, wrong game. I'm sorry. I mean, I could kill the Justice League if you really want me to, but I'm more of a mercenary, so you have to pay me for it. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag awkward. <laughs> like, I could do that, but I, I mean, don't I know. could, but, like, why would I so, want to? I know. I really like, like Wonder Woman, so, no. <laughs> everybody else, but she can live. I like Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you finished the campaign. Yes. It had a satisfying climax of a story. Are you going to play anymore? Yes. The the answer is absolutely yes. I am going to be playing. The, we started playing the Avengers Initiative on Ready Player Mom After Dark. That's going to be our Ready Player Mom After Dark for quite some time. Um, so the Avengers Initiative lets us dive deeper into a lot of the different 
individual heroes. We can, you know, we started going down the path with Cap and with Thor, but we can, we can dive deeper. We are looking for vaults right now so that we can get some sweet loot. So, I mean, it feels very destiny, but the cool thing about the Avengers is that about Marvel's Avengers is that the way that they set out the gameplay loop is that you move up levels like this, just snap your fingers and you are like, you're up already 10 power levels. It's incredible. We're not talking about leveling, leveling, although you do level relatively quickly, but your gear levels are just like, holy crap, these drops are incredible. So it feels very destiny, but without like being bogged down in destiny's nonsense. That sounds great. it's, I'm having, I'm still having so much fun with this game and I am really looking forward to continuing to play it on Ready Player Mom After Dark and maybe playing it during the week as well. I guess we're going to be playing it on Thursdays as well with, with our friends for our game night. So, you know, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Steve, I've like, what have, what have you been feeling about Marvel's Avengers? So I'm going to be real. I have been getting ready for Shadowlands which mm-hmm. is the new World of Warcraft expansion. So I actually have not played it in about a week. Like I kind of fell off of it and I haven't finished the campaign. I at the very least need to finish that. But every minute that I have played of that game, I have absolutely loved. What I'm, mm. My plan is I am going to really push to try and get the campaign done over the next couple of weekends. Mm-hmm. And then I'm probably just going to sit and chill for a little bit until they release the next story content because I, because it is so MMO-like. And I mean, watched you can stream. come play with us. You got? Did you get it on PlayStation? Yes. You can just come play with us. Like, if um, you're kicking I... around on Sunday night, you can come play with us when we do Ready Player Mom. We need a fourth. Maybe. Well, I'm, I'm way underleveled, but I will. No, so, uh, we'll power level you. I guess you're right. All right, so we will figure that out. But that, realistically, I got to finish the uh, I got to finish the campaign because I really do. am interested about the story because a lot of people have talked about it, and I want to talk to people about it. And I want to talk now, to you about it. Now I I absolutely I want to. And now that I'm all like psyched for WandaVision because that trailer came out this week. Now that like trailer was Avengers. bonkers. I can't say enough how happy I am that they're giving me a little bit more vision. Also. I'm going to make the prediction here in in the audio universe. And this is a sidebar, but I'm allowed because I edit this thing. Uh, I think that it is possible that they're going to bring Vision back. And I don't think it's just wishful thinking because he's been brought back before. And if y'all remember, Vision was brought back and he was a bad guy when he was brought back to life. Yes. And you know what the Avengers needs right now? More villains. Some villains. Because they just like straight gank some villains. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. Straight the, up. And an emotionless robotic vision would be such a cool Captain America villain or a Thor villain. Or, well, Thor is in space now, so maybe not Thor. But how about an Iron Man villain? Uh, so, or all of them. I mean, he is, as they say, an Avengers level threat. So, yeah, I'm all in on that shenanigans. And I hope they bring him back so bad. And not just because I'm all in on Vision, because I am. <laughs> so oh, anyway. I know you are. I've met you. Yeah, you've met me. I am Vision's number one fan of all time. So, I am 
going to play more Avengers. I Everything I have played of it, I have loved it. It's just I've been, and this is my last game for Around the Horn, I have been very much getting ready for Shadowlands, which is coming on October 26th. And playing it to get ready for the other the EFG LFG PSD podcast. And so it's just it's hard to find time for other games. And it's tough. I'm going to have to program some time into my week to make sure Mm -hmm. that I can play more than just one other game. And wow, it's true because this week it was WWE 2K Battlegrounds and I did love it. It sounds like you love it. Oh, I do. Absolutely. I love it. This is dumb fun. All right. So those are the games we've been playing. For now, obviously, it's this video game release season, so we're going to have new stuff all the time for the rest of the year. Speaking of new stuff, we've got mm-hmm. these new consoles coming in a couple we of months. Yeah. And it's very exciting. Very exciting. It is. One of those consoles is very exciting for a very specific reason. Amanda, what in the world happened yesterday? <laughs> okay, so are we talking about the are we talking about the acquisition? Yes. Or the acquisition, the acquisition deal? Yeah, that that ink has not dried. So, it's still still not 100%, but yeah. Um So yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. We're going to be really digging into it on virtual economy, like getting into why this is such a such a big deal and why it is such a good get for Microsoft. But let's do the TLDR on that, just in case you don't want to listen to Mike and I ramble about it for 30 minutes, because chances are it's going to be like a 30 minute stretch of just Bethesda and Microsoft. So Microsoft acquired ZeniMax. So ZeniMax Entertainment. Yeah, I think that's the name of the company. It's ZeniMax something. It doesn't matter. Oh, ZeniMax Media. ZeniMax Media? Yes. Okay, so ZeniMax Media and Zenny, underneath Zenny, is Bethesda. And underneath Bethesda is a lot of different studios. Like, a lot. Including id, which is responsible for Doom. And Arcane, which is responsible for games like Dishonored and Prey and the upcoming Deathloop. And they have um, their own Bethesda game studios as well, because Bethesda publishes games just as much as they develop them. So, you know, they, it's, it was not a small, it's not a small deal. It's going for $7.5 billion. So it's like imaginary money to the rest of us. We're like, okay, so yeah, we're, once we get past like a million bucks, it's just imaginary money. Because who has that money even? So... I was on Twitter after this announcement happens and slowly, I would say slowly is not even the right word, rapidly exploding internet superstar zombie kills. Mm-hmm. That's literally her name. Uh, oh, she's Bay great. I love Bay. her. She's great. I love her too. I, I, one day I dream of having her on the show. Um, she would totally so, come talk with us. I know, but I'd have to like have the courage to ask. Oh, I'll um, ask her. Don't worry so, about it. So, she put up a, she was like, guys, I don't know if you know, but $7.5 billion is a lot. It's a lot. Like, we can be really excited. We can be excited and it's fine, but y'all are talking about exclusives. But really, I want to talk about seven, what $7.5 billion was. So she started a thread of things you can buy for $7.5 billion. And it's, it's like, how about like a it's couple of islands? Money. Yeah. And a baseball team. 
And yeah. you could you could and my favorite was when she said that you could yeet your entire family into space because it's fifty million dollars a person. Yeah. So yeet your entire family into space. Nothing and, better than yeeting your family into space. And so here we are. Now, Bethesda not exactly known for family friendly games. And so No, Bethesda you know, does not make family friendly games at all. Bethesda barely knows how to make a T rated game. So they really don't. Uh, it's not really their this, jam. This is fast. They are, they are focused and understandably so on the mature market. So while this will not have much of an effect on our intended audience, this is a real get for Microsoft. So just in very broad strokes, remember that Xbox Game Pass is going to have EA Play coming to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that's going to be incredible. That's going to have EA's catalog coming to Xbox Game Pass. This and is going they, to... And not to interrupt, but they do have a lot of games that are forever, rated they E for everyone. They do. There are a lot of great E-rated games and a lot of great T-rated games that are published by EA every year. Forget about them sports games. I actually was talking to my BFF, Dr. Rachel Coward, where she was talking about you know, how these E-rated games kind of sneak up on you. And I was like, you got to remember every time they release a sports game every year, those games are rated E for everyone. They and are. people forget because you don't look at the rating for Madden. No, why would you? It because it's, it's Madden. Sports. Exactly. You don't look at the rating for NBA or, you know, NHL because they're no. sports games. They're sports. So, so yeah, anyway, so EA, it almost feels like the EA thing was to balance it out. I know I mean, it wasn't, but in my heart, Sure. Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. I do. I really, really do. And it does balance it out for our audience and for folks like us who are like, all right, well, we got to think about us. And yes, we love, you know, I know that I'm really excited to see Deathloop and I want to, you know, I want to put that game in my hands, but that's a PlayStation exclusive, interestingly enough. So even though, even though things happen, yes, weird things happened. So even though Microsoft is working to acquire Zenimax Media. You know, those exclusives are still going to be honored and everything like that. Like they're they're not going to do anything there. You're not going to see Skyrim be just like exclusively available on Game Pass. That's not Microsoft's jam. Remember how Microsoft operates is they are looking to build an ecosystem and Xbox as a platform versus Xbox as a piece of hardware that they just they just want Xbox on everything. If they had their way, they'd have Xbox on Switch. You know, like that's that's how like dedicated Microsoft is to gaming for everyone. So this is a really this is, again, moving forward into the whole gaming for everyone situation is like helping to corner the market for those M rated games and for those epic, sprawling open world RPGs that we've come to know and love from Bethesda, the incredible shooters that we've come to love from id over the years, and the deep cerebral stories that we've come to expect from Arcane. Yeah. And this is... uh, There were debates back and forth all day yesterday about whether this was good or bad or whatever... I think it's ultimately going to be very good for both. I think that it's going to allow Bethesda and all of its studios and, you know, all ZeniMax studios. Let's just like be real. I think it's going to allow all ZeniMax studios to do what they do best to make games and to not have to worry about shareholders or anything like that. You know, let that be Microsoft's problem. 
they can just build games. And as we've seen Xbox under spill or spill under Phil Spencer's leadership, there's a lot to love about the way that he and his team take care of Xbox game studios. And that is the first party studios that each of the 16 studios, I want to say, live under. That's their big umbrella now. So just like Sony has Sony worldwide studios, right, Mike? Eh, he's not paying attention. He's they, playing Monster I Hunter. That, I think they changed it. Yeah, you got to learn that if you're going to stream it. You can't not you can't be bad at Monster Hunter and stream. You it. really you really can't be. I think he's pretty he's pretty nervous about Thursday streaming it. So you cannot yep, got to <laughs> practice. You got to practice. practice. So, so so it's a big deal. And the fact that they announced it the day before pre-orders went live for Xbox Series X and for the extra small, small. <laughs> I can't stop. I love it too much. And for the Xbox Series S, that was calculated. That was a surgical calculated marketing strike to be like, I mean, if you need something to tip you over, have you heard about Game Pass and all of the incredible things that we're going to be including in Game Pass? So, yeah. There is a there is a lot to love about the way that they announced this deal. The fact that this deal it was quiet as long as it was and no one leaked it is just it's incredible. Like everything around this was just so tactical and surgical. And you got to love that from a business perspective. It's insane. There's really no other way to put it. It's it was pretty madness. bonkers banana pants. Because this because it got announced and mm-hmm. I was like, how did we? How did you not know about? That? I mean, I miss things all Seriously, the time. Seriously, like, like how, how did, how did I not? Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing where Mike and I would get like whispers or something like that. Just like we heard about the WB Interactive Entertainment stuff, where we're just like, well, you know, it seems like somebody's going to try and acquire them. But that's a big. And at the time, we were like, oh man, like four billion dollars—that's a lot. And then we look at the seven point five billion dollars that Microsoft is is going to be paying to acquire Zenimax Media. Their last big that like their big big acquisition in gaming. The last one was Mojang. That was Minecraft, and that was for two point what four? I think two point four yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. And that was in 2014. That was six years ago. That was huge. That was the biggest deal I'd seen in gaming. And they just topped themselves by threefold. Bonkers. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Minecraft is one game. No, but it's it was true. Also, but also the hearts and minds of every kid yes. in the universe. And man, 10-year-olds show up every day. Right. Like how many oh, yeah. like it feels like oh, you're 10, every day. play Minecraft. So it's like a, a fresh batch of customers every time you turn seven. Right. Welcome to Minecraft town. So this is one of those things. They bought it. They did it. It was it was gutsy. It was exciting. If nothing else, it's super exciting. I think for us and I was thinking about this. Is I think it doesn't really move the needle necessarily for us and our intended audience. However, it certainly adds value to the people around our intended audience, right? You know, family playing games, mm-hmm. you get Game Pass, there's a handful of things for the kids, but man, this, for them grownups, wouldn't be, wouldn't hate to see Skyrim or Fallout or the next Elder Scrolls. Could you imagine? Uh, like, Starfield in as well that's their new yeah. that's their gonna be their new game like just thinking about just projecting you know 18 years into the future when these games come out 
just imagine like living in a world where we're going to come out of an E3 press conference because I'm assuming they'll eventually have an E3 type thing again. And they're going to say, oh, and by the way, Starfield coming to Xbox Game Pass day one. And that is that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be all Bethesda's new games, even though they are publishing all their own games, they're retaining their own PR still. You know, they're not moving under assembly, which is Microsoft's PR. Uh, Lovely humans love them. But anyway, like they're they're still like mostly sailing their own ship. They're steering their own ship. It's just that they're going to have that Microsoft money and they're going to have Microsoft infrastructure. So it's really interesting. Really exciting. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. This is really interesting. Really exciting. I I really can't wait to see how it all happens. And I think what was really interesting about the timing of this, outside of the fact that none of us knew, is that all this was announced the day before pre-orders started mm-hmm. for the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, which it I cannot Im- I cannot imagine that was a mistake. That was not leaked by accident. Could you imagine? So do you think it's possible that they were intending to announce the S and the EA play thing and that they purchased Bethesda all at the same time. No, likely not. Those are all separate story beats. You want them to all live and breathe on their own for the most part. Really? Because it just mm-hmm. seems exciting to me otherwise. I believe No, you. I hear you. But I, I hear you. Could you, you but imagine I feel like, like, hey, check out this hour-long video and here's all this stuff. And you and I can talk off off uh off the podcast about why that would end up being really overwhelming for some people. But I see I see your passion and I see why you love this. So you know, oh, I just want respect. I just want that moment for me. You're right. Oh, I know. I know. So all right, the hype enough. Man. And I am, and I live for the oh, and one more thing. Could you imagine if they like just anyway? Th- th- we can imagine a lot of things. So let's talk about stuff that we don't have to imagine. Let's talk about real talk because I was looking back at our podcast logs. We have not had a video game podcast since the PlayStation event either. So like we have a lot of stuff that we can talk about. So what I'd like to do is let's just set the table. Here is what is happening. Kind of right now, we've been given a deluge of information. I think a deluge is is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has the PlayStation Five, the PlayStation mm-hmm. Five All Digital Edition. PlayStation Five is four ninety nine ninety nine. PlayStation All Digital Edition, which is for the most part the same machine, it just doesn't have a disc drive in it and it has a smaller hard drive, is uh, three ninety nine ninety nine. So five hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. Yep. Xbox has a Series X, which is $499.99. And it has the Xbox Series S, which is $299.99. Yeah. And it does not have a disk drive. And it is also less powerful than all three of the other consoles that I just mentioned. That's why I mentioned it last. Correct. Because it made describing them easier. And uh, the extra small, small is in fact extra small, small. Extra small, small. It is also the smallest console ever made, which may or may not matter. Some people will really care about that. Other people, not so much. Me, four factor really is nice, but it's not really a big deal. It, it's cute though. So those are the four consoles that are the four new consoles that are fighting for everyone's attention. Yes. Nintendo over here be like, 
check out our three-year-old console. Don't even worry about it. Nintendo's eating everybody's lunch. Oh, they don't. They're I, not paying attention to anyone. They're like, okay, I mean, go do your new consoles. That's fine and dandy for you all. But also, hear me out. We set records, and our revenue was sixfold last quarter. So, um, <laughs> they're paying, wait, hold on. They're paying attention because their employees are definitely going to take time off to play these new video games. That's why they're paying attention. That's, That's the only reason why they would pay attention. Like, what so else? You got to know. You got to know when people are taking PTA. You know, like I whatever. I, I think so. But Nintendo over here be like, guess what's going to happen? We're going to sell a lot of switches along with Animal Crossing because the entire world isn't playing Animal Crossing yet. And it was a cultural phenomenon to the point where there were like actual academic studies about it. So yes. which is fascinating. So I love it. we the switch is a known element. However, I think there's the discussion about where the switch lives in the modern video game ecosystem. And I think we'll talk about that on the next video game podcast. What do we think the switch is doing? What are we going to do with it? So for today, I know I'm going to say these are the only ones. I know the switch is there. Forgive us. We're going to not talk about it. We're you know, only we talking about next gen consoles. Correct. We're I have four switches stuff. in my house. You know, I love the switch. Oh, this is th- this is true. So let's talk about the new stuff. So um, we talked earlier on when they're coming out. It's mm. basically the week, the, the second week in November. Yep. So after Election Day. <sighs> so so we need, we're all going to need something for one way or another. Might be the election. death of American democracy. Why not? We have two shiny new boxes to play with. Correct. Well, I mean, listen, we're going to need something to ease the pain or celebrate one of the two. So one of the two. One of the two. So either way, as I have said on the Mega Dads site regularly, go out and vote. That's important. Mm-hmm. Go out and vote. If you can, unless you're me or you're an immigrant. So okay. Well, I mean, for real, if you can vote, vote. Obviously, yeah, if you can I vote, can't. you should. I'm not going to yell at the people that literally cannot, but everybody who can should. Do and it. if you want to know, if you want to see video of me, somehow they decided to clip me next to Gary Witta. I don't know if you saw that. But like it's going know. through, it's going through That's like great. the, it's like check out Jeff Kanata and then John Phipps from the super deluxe games cast and then check out zombie kills and this wonderful voice actress and then Gary Witta and then this fat dude sitting with sitting in front of his board games. And I was, like, I was like, oh, geez, what are you doing? putting me up against the freaking no. <laughs> Gary Witta in yeah, his Animal Crossing set. In his Animal Crossing set. Dude. I was like, oh, wait, it made me look like a fool. But it's fine because we all said the same stuff. So it was good. I, I think I looked fine. Um, I'm sure you were fabulous. I'm sure I was fine. But anyway, vote. But after Election Day, these new consoles come out. Now, pre-orders happened. It was a, a disaster. Well, it was a disaster all the way around. And, and a lot of that, and I'm sure you're going to go into all the details and trials and tribulations yeah. on virtual economy. But the bulk of it is they it covid happened the fire nation is attacking and the fire nation is definitely limited i know i said covid that was a a faux pas the fire nation that's all right i'll leave it in that's okay the fire nation is attacking and has limited production capacity for consoles and the reality is there are not going to be a ton of them compared to its demand so that's what happened. Everybody wanted one. We also one. have more gamers. We have more gamers that are acutely aware of when pre-orders go live versus, you know, the the last console cycle where everyone was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we want to get one. This is like we levels of clamoring to get new consoles. We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't seen this kind these kinds of shenanigans since the Wii. 
Yeah, this is so I think that's the first me- the first takeaway for everybody is these are going to be hard to find. Yes, extremely so, hard to find. We knew that supply was going to be constrained because of manufacturing and production lines and, you know, what they were going to be able to produce. Yep. So everybody just needs to be patient. Be patient, be kind. kind. This is I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to give you two pieces of advice on how you're going to get your hands on one of these if you want them. And then we'll talk about whether or not you want one. It's true. Um, yeah. And we want everybody knows a sneakerhead. Everybody. Okay? Everybody knows a sneakerhead. You go talk to that sneakerhead and ask them how they get their shoes. Okay. And this is why they all have weird tricks, websites they use to help them find stock. They like they will give you some tips and tricks on things that you can do. Because yep. the reality is we are in a digital age. And mm-hmm. ever and even more now, because, you know, waiting in line at a store is not really going to be a thing. Right. Like no. we talked about, oh, well, if I don't get a pre-order for an Xbox One X or an Xbox Series X, am I going to just go wait outside a GameStop? Probably not. They're probably no. not going to let you. So, well, it's not even just that. Like physical retail is not going to have the numbers. They're not going to be able to keep up with demand correct. any more than digital retailers are going to. Correct. So and shoes have largely been in that realm forever. So talk to the sneakerheads that you know. They will give you some tips and tricks. They will, absolutely. And my second piece of advice, the second one is be nice. And this is going to sound real dumb, but I'm going to say this as someone who spent the better part of a decade working in retail. If someone, and I used to work at a Blockbuster video, and let me tell you about Blockbuster video. We would get... 400 copies of a movie and they would all be gone but there'd be one in the store if you were nice to me i would literally run sprints around that store trying to find that movie for you if you were mean to me nah man sorry they're all out it's just the way it works it's just the way that it works and so be kind being kind to people especially in this environment where, man, these, these retail folks, these phone reps are being beaten down. They are. If you're the person that they remember, they will take care of you if they can. And so yeah. it, and it doesn't hurt you at and all to be nice. It costs nothing to be kind. Nothing. Correct. So this is one of those situations. I want everybody to be nice anyway. But here it's actually a, a tactical advantage. Those two pieces of advice. All the other stuff that you know. You're probably right. You know, call early. You know, ask them when they're getting shipments. Be, you know, whatever. Those things that you know. You can still do all of those things. Like, even though allocation and supply has been constrained because of COVID, it doesn't mean that you can't, like, call up your local GameStop or call up Best Best Buy or some. although Best Buy is probably not a good example, Target. And say, or Walmart and say, hey, look, I'm looking to secure a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X or S. What have you got? Like, what's what's the 411? Can can you give me can you give me a heads up if I give you my phone number? Could you call me or can I get on the list? You know, like all of those things that we used to do back in the day before digital retail like really took over because of it, because of the necessity it's, of it. It's still possible. It's still possible to get your yeah absolutely it's still possible to get a console period it, it is it's just that it's going to be weird so just be, weird. be patient and be kind those are the things that you really need to do so let's talk about 
what's going on with these with these two companies, these two platform holders. Yeah, yeah let's All talk right. about PlayStation first because that information is the oldest. It is. So last week they it wasn't last was it last week? I can't. It was last time week. is a flat circle. Last week we had a PlayStation Five event. They announced a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Okay. I have I I I just need to talk about it for a minute. They did announce as a console exclusive. I'm sure it's timed. I don't care. Final Fantasy 16. Now, <laughs> everybody that listens to this show knows that Final Fantasy is my franchise. I love it. I will do anything for it. I will protect it with my life. I am so excited. I was. So, I knew. 30 seconds into that trailer, what they were showing us. And I just stood with my arms wide above my head for the entire trailer. My kids were like, dad, what you doing? It's just a video game. And I was like, you was like, that is a weak mindset. (laughs) You stop, (laughs) you stop and you let me enjoy this. And so what's interesting about this is there's two things. One, uh, it's Final Fantasy. They described it as an action role-playing game, which is something that they did not do for Final Fantasy 15. They just came right out of the gate and told people, this is an action role-playing game, guys, which I'm fine with, by the way. But it's also, it's a fantasy game. Now, I oh, think you and I both... fantasy. Like, you and I noticed that. And when I say fantasy, like, I didn't see a single cell phone or any Audis. There was definitely no Audis. I mean, there's probably robots because like Final Fantasy always has robots. It's probably like a weird Max. cave with some robots, but that's fine. Yeah. Like a couple robots saying no, you know, but zero cell phones. And Final Fantasy 15, they straight up had cell phones. They uh, did, no, yeah. no cup noodles, total sidebar. Did I send you the image of the gunplay model that is a cup noodles cup? Yes, you did. Yes. Okay, good. I did. Yeah, you 100% texted that to me. I laughed out loud. <laughs> uh, I need it so badly. Anyway, I know you. So, do. this is a fan so this is so it's a fantasy game for the first time yeah. in a very long time since I think 7 mm-hmm. or 9, I guess arguably is the last fantasy. Well, um, I mean like 10 was fantasy ish. I guess it was more science fiction, wasn't it? Yeah. Now the last fantasy one, true fantasy. I mean, steampunk for six, six was a little steam. I mean, who knows? We're getting, we're splitting hairs. We are. There's and been we a do whole this. lot of, ro- there's been a whole lot of robots and spaceships and all that. And now all of a sudden we got this. My only, the only thing gives me pause and I am, and we talked about this a little bit on the EFG show. And I'm going to say it here on this show is the one thing that gave me pause is that there was a bit of blood, uh, a bit more blood in that trailer than I was expecting. There was blood, period. Like, let's let's just quickly jump into that for a second. There are only two Final Fantasy games that have any blood and both of them were rated M. I know. And that gives me pause. So and they weren't they weren't. uh as long as no one's killing yeah, a chocobo is. right out of the gate. Well, none of those were mainline Final Fantasy games. I, no, none Final of those Fantasy. were mainline Final Fantasy games. So, so one of them was like what w- w- was with Vincent, right? Yeah. So that was like a spinoff of seven. And then there was Final Fantasy type zero or something. Type zero. That's what it was. And so, look, this was not even pre alpha footage. So. Mm-hmm. The game is still very much in development. Deeply uh, in development. 
a mainline. So we know it's happening, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like so, but out, outside of the fact that we know this much and we know that it's happening, we were really, you know that's it. I have never seen a mainline Final Fantasy game not be rated T. And clearly it's not going to get rated based on its release trailer. So for me, I am going to operate under the assumption that it will be adjusted to be a T-rated video game at some point in the next, I don't know, like 13 years between now and its release. Uh, It's probably going to be a little closer than that, but still. But still, like it takes a long time to make Final Fantasy games happen. And they're still working on, you know, the second part of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. So... Like, well, I mean, when was Final team. Fantasy? Uh, yeah, it's a different team. I understand that. But when was Final Fantasy 15 announced? It was announced in like 2005, I think. Yes. Well, Final Fantasy, then, what's interesting is Final Fantasy 15 started as Final Fantasy 13 Part 2. It did. So because it went through all of these different iterations of what it was going to be, we actually didn't see Final Fantasy 15 in its released form until 2016. That's 11 years from announcement to release. We are likely not going to see that with Final Fantasy 16. I believe we'll see it within the next five years. But again, anything can happen. It's a Final Fantasy game. We have to assume... We have to assume that they want to get that game out the door a little bit faster. I would imagine so. I mean, like Final Fantasy Four. So what like the one of the producers, one of the main producers on Final Fantasy 14 is actually leading the production team on Final Fantasy 16. And they so, have turned around a pretty impressive production schedule of Final Fantasy that, They make a lot of content. That game is unbelievable. 14 is legitimately one of the best uh, MMOs out there right now. Like genuinely one of the best. So the fact that they are taking one of their most talented producers and they're transporting him over to, I think his name is like Yoshinori or something like that, but he's incredible. From everything I've heard about him and his work ethic and his ideas and the way that he approaches team building, like that Final Fantasy 16 really does have a fighting chance to come out between the next three to five years. If not earlier, who the heck knows? We can find out. Anything can happen. Roll the dice. Mick World. Remember those commercials? Probably not. I do. United States. Oh, okay. So no, um, I remember them. Anything can happen. So anything can so happen. That was Final Fantasy. They then followed that up. The vast majority of it headshot central, so we don't have to talk. Oh about yeah, it. no, no. There's great. there's but, so much in there that was just like rated M. So rated like M plus plus plus. But they followed up Final Fantasy 16 with Spider Man. Now, let me tell you, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, it looks good. Wow. It looks so good. They showed us some new enemies. Those it's next-gen a- puddles. Next-gen puddles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about I had puddles, to. Okay? I had to. I regret and nothing. I needed to meme so, it. You needed to. We memed, the, we memed the puddles. So it looks absolutely gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. And, and shortly thereafter, they showed us more gameplay of Ratchet and Clank, like actual gameplay, not just a trailer. And that game, quietly, one of the best looking video games they showed the whole time. And it's coming out in the launch window. That game looks absolutely astonishing. What do you yeah. think? No, I'm really excited about it. Listen, I am woefully regretful in the fact that because that year and then into 2019 were just stupid busy for me, I actually didn't end up getting to play a whole lot of Marvel's Spider-Man from Insomniac. So I'm 
really excited about sitting down with a PlayStation 5 on my 4K screen and playing through both Peter's story and Miles's story. I have such a soft spot for Miles. Like after, especially after Into the Spider-Verse where I'm like, I love this kid so much. I would probably die for him. <laughs> I want to be his cool aunt. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's a different kid. No, it's true. This is a different kid. But, like, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like Miles Morales just in general is just such a, such a wonderful character. So warm and so full of life and so very different from Peter. Like, I just can't help but smile about it. It looks gorgeous. I love the controls in Marvel Spider-Man. So I have to imagine that they're going to take a lot of the controls and port them over, but maybe even just polish them even more. So I'm just like, I'm in awe. I'm in love. I just, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. I can't wait either. Now, but here's the interesting thing is, and this is some additional information they gave us after the PlayStation event, because the PlayStation event did what it needed to do, right? You know, they got us all hype. They gave us a bunch of information. Oh, yeah. And and then afterwards, we got a lot of clarifications. <laughs> clarifications? And, I'm sorry. I'm sure you must mean that there was just a lot of confusion, right? Yes, there was a lot of confusion. <laughs> but... When the dust settled, this is what we found Lurie. out. Mm-hmm. Um, when the dust settled, this is what we found out. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the video games that were announced that are coming out either at launch or within the year afterwards, and even some beyond that, are going to be cross-generational games, meaning they are. that we just described Final Fantasy. And, and Final Fantasy, we don't know, because that could come that out. That one likely years. not, but like but the Spider-Man. Big, that's right. And Horizon... Uh, Forbidden West. And so a lot of those games are also going to be released on the PlayStation 4. Correct. Which really, I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't have thrown that information out in the very beginning. I suppose. I mean, like they're trying to hype up their new their new consoles. So like I get it. But this also kind of flies in the face of what Jim Ryan, who is head of Sony Interactive, said and said, oh, we don't have any interest in doing that. So that was really confusing and kind of frustrating. I mean, we talked about it on Virtual Economy. So if you want more context about like the business side of like why that was really stupid, um, you know, go listen to Virtual Economy. But there was like I like I'm really happy that they're doing it, though. Like, I really, really am. Yeah. So, and I am too. I'm really, at the end of the day, there are over a hundred million people who bought PS4s and all of those people are not going to be able to buy a PlayStation 5. Not in the middle of a global pandemic. If nothing else, because there aren't going to be that many, but the other pieces, because, you know, we're in the middle of a, even if they had one available at launch for every person that owns a ps4 there's just there's a lot of folks that are out of work or you know underemployed now because the fire nation is attacking so so supporting the older console i think is the right decision it means these games are going to get played there are some folks that are like why did why would i buy a next gen console for and uh i'll answer that for you in a moment we'll talk about the xbox a little bit but the short answer is that's a very good question and if you can't say to yourself yes i should buy this next gen console guess what maybe you don't and that's maybe okay don't. maybe wait it is and maybe okay. waiting is okay yeah maybe absolutely is okay um started working on our holiday gift guide 
for this coming year because my goal is to have it published on October 5th. And the PlayStation 4 is going to, and the Xbox One S will both be on it. Because As they should be. Uh, can you, the, the deals on those two consoles on Black Friday are oh, just insane. They're going to be and bonkers. So, so, and the Get fact you, it's at least on the PlayStation, you know, like that means one of the biggest games of the year is going to be Spider Man. It's going to be right on there. And then one of the biggest games okay. of next year is going to be Horizon Forbidden West. That's going to be playable on PS4 also. So, absolutely. That is, there's a lot to be excited about with the PlayStation 5. It is. is powerful. It is going to put out some really great. Gr- I mean, it's going to make the games that you want to look good look great and sound good because and it's sound a spatial good. 3D audio as well. Yeah, they they did put a big emphasis on sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, or I actually went around the table with my family to ask each of them what their opinions are. And outside of some trolley responses, uh, my oh, daughter never... indicated. You've never heard my kids to try and troll I've me? I've never. I've never known your children to troll you, ever. I mean, outside of Maggie saying as long as she can play Minecraft on it, she doesn't care. That's not Which really trolling. Li- that's just Maggie. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't trolling. <laughs> the other one was, uh, you know, I want this one because the other one sucks. It's like, come on. We know that that's not true because they're both really Console good. wars are dead. Um, Console wars are definitely dead. E- Evans was the one, and he was like, listen, the game I want to play this year is Spider-Man. And I want to play it in the best place I can possibly play it because I'm never going to play it again. He's like, I don't play video games twice. I, you know, I might do the multiplayer or whatever, but like I'm going to play through Spider-Man once and I want to play through Spider-Man the best place that it could. And I was like, you know what? That's a reasonable answer. I Um, absolutely respect that. So and so that that, you know, my wife had another opinion and, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But that was what Evan said. And and that is a perfectly valid thing for me. Right. Like you're only going to play sure. it once. And that's true. I mean, he doesn't play games more than, you know, story driven video games like that. He doesn't play once. He, he you know, he'll play Fortnite forever. He'll play Minecraft forever. Right. You know, he plays World of Warcraft. No, I'm once the again. same way. But I am absolutely the same way. I don't really go back and replay story driven games. I mean. At least not maybe all I will through. for nostalgia. Like I'll, I like I have a lot of the like old CRPGs, like Planescape Torment and Baldur's Gate, Nice Wind Dale, and stuff like that. Like those I'll replay, but those I'm going to go back and replay after 20 years away. Yeah, that's 20 different. plus years away. Exactly. So he, so that was a really, good, I mean, that was a good point and something that. No, it's up. a great that's, point. And so, and I think that's something that is going to be relevant for both of these consoles. Enough about the PlayStations. Let's talk about the Xboxes. So here, to get back to the PlayStations very briefly, (laughs) you have two choices. I I forgot about this. There's two consoles. That's true. Yep. One of them just doesn't have a disk drive. That's it. That's the difference. Has a slimmer form factor as a result. It's a little thinner. Yes. A little more symmetrical. If if, the, if for those of you listening, my daughter is having a meltdown upstairs. My wife is trying to get her to sleep. She does not want to go to bed. So if you can hear an eight year old very angry, it's because she has to go to bed because it's a school night and she doesn't want to. So I apologize <laughs> if you can hear that. I'm sure parents are like, oh, yes, we've lived this life. So I don't know why she decides to have these freak outs on podcast nights. What you going to do? So anyway, so that's the difference. And the, the difference is 100 bucks. And also, if you get the all digital version, you can't buy discs. It's true. For very, you know, which comes with its own decisions. We can talk about the, the ramifications of an all digital future in a future episode. The Xbox has a similar decision. 
However, the price difference is a little bit bigger. And the reason for that is the Xbox Series S Extra is small, small. The extra small, small. Uh, it's smaller for a reason. It is not as powerful. It has not a small hard drive. It is not as beefy. It doesn't have a hard drive. Uh, so you are sacrificing some power. But. However, there's a there's a big but on this. And Amanda, what do you think? Okay, so this is from my perspective. I don't think I'm finishing your thought on this because you probably have something completely different to say. But if you missed out on purchasing an Xbox One, and you are looking to play some version of next gen, the Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S, sorry, is a pretty okay intro. It's not going to last you the whole, like the whole way through. It's just not. You're likely going to have to figure out if there's going to be a way for you to install another solid state hard drive and see if that's even possible. Sometimes it is possible. Get yourself an external hard drive. But if you don't care about 4K gaming, like it's fine. Does the trick. And then in like five years when you're like, okay, well, I have a job again and things are not so scary anymore. You can invest in the X or whatever Mm -hmm. will come after the X. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know. More or less. That's kind of what I was getting at in that this is a cheaper console, but this is the cheapest entry into the next generation. It is not as powerful, but it is still more powerful than the previous generation consoles. And it is so you are sacrificing a little bit, but it is a great way to get in there. And man, is it going to do a good job playing those games on Xbox Game Pass? It's going to be really, really good. I I personally, so this is from my perspective, you want the best bang for your buck, you get an Xbox. Because your Xbox yep. is going to come with Xbox Game Pass, which you can upgrade to Ultimate, which will allow you to have xCloud, which is streaming, so you can have it on your phone if you have an Android. Don't get me started about the, the Apple thing again. If you want to know why the hell you can't play Xbox xCloud on Apple, Go listen to Virtual Economy, possibly this Saturday, because there's an update to that filing. So ugh, I have a feel I have a lot of feelings about wow. that. Wow, that so, was some energy. It was some energy. That was like we that was like a big fire energy. That was like big hockey fight energy. Yeah, like, like I'm I, definitely I gonna like, like throw my gloves off and fight someone. Like it's gonna like, happen. Are you, are you gonna pull my shirt over my head and just start no, not like, yours. Bo- and like body punching me? I don't I'm know. Not I'm not gonna body like- you, dude. I'm going to go body Apple. That's what I'm going to go body. Like, it's ridiculous. So anyway, my anger at Apple aside, it's the best value on the market. You are getting, and if you have a PC, so you're a PC gamer as well, you can play all these games on your PC. It's it's incredible. So we are, we are, I don't know if we're going to see, we're likely not going to see Bethesda games like day one launch for the Xbox Series X or S on xbox game pass it is likely not going to happen we'll probably see them sometime next year but we are going to see ea play which has a ton of great family-friendly games that you can be playing the best value and i do mean the best value the best value is on xbox for families i genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that the best value is on xbox out of the next gen consoles out of the next gen consoles yes i mean like Obviously, if you don't have a Switch, choose your Switch over everything else. But if you want a next-gen console, pick an Xbox if what you want is accessibility for a lot of games over the course of your lifetime, over the course of your console's lifetime. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue with that. 
Uh, I, you know, I'm still getting my, both, but still, if I had to also, choose, it would be an Xbox. Yeah. We're also not, and and this is my caveat for a lot of this, is that we're not normal, and and that's just, let's just say that just straight out the gate, but we're also we not normal consumers. Adopters. We are not standard consumers. And so no. what we are doing is not necessarily, you know, impactful. What anyone should do. Correct. However, my wife actually made a, a really good point because, like I said, I went we went around the As table. she often does, clearly. She does make very good points. Generally. Listen, she's made one mistake in her life. So what that was, was me. me. What? Shut so, up. Stop. <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew I it was did. coming. You just weren't ready for it. So I didn't like it. her big point was that if she were given a choice between the two of them, she was concerned enough about the longevity of the Xbox Series S. That's fair. That because what she what she wants to be able to do is buy, you know, if, if they don't have a console now, they want to buy it. She wants it to be there for as long as possible. And so she doesn't really like half measures. No, I And so because of that, it just kind of put the Xbox Series X versus the PlayStation 5. And so for her, she if she was going to spend $500 plus on a... Because you need more controllers. Because um, you need more controllers. If she was going to spend $500 plus on hardware to play more or less PC games. She actually would rather buy a PC to play all the various Xbox games and then buy a PlayStation to just play those things. And that's kind of the direction that she went. In that, okay. you know, she was concerned about the S... In that it was such a good value, she was concerned that she was going to be going broke saving money. Okay, so and I I hear that Jenna makes some great points, and I have heard similar arguments from a lot of other folks. The here's what I'm going to lay out: a great gaming PC that will be able to play next gen anything, including things with ray tracing, DLSS, basically anything really beautiful. It's going to take more than five hundred dollars to build a gaming PC. A gaming PC yep. starts at $1,600. Like, that's a minimum. I do not disagree Whereas a with console, a console is 500 bucks all in, and you don't have to tinker with the damn thing. You just add an extra hard drive if you want to, and away you go. You're motoring. I don't disagree with you, and I have a gaming rig. <laughs> I know, I do too. I don't want I don't want to have to deal with another one of these things. And so the it is without question, Xbox Game Pass is the best value in video games right now. It is. So if you have an so it's the best value. I think the question becomes when you are buying a console, is it worth buying a console just to have access to that best value? I think the answer right now is kind of yes. With one caveat. Okay, tell it me really the caveat. It really comes down to how much you like Spider Man. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because if you really, fair really like, and this is because, and it really, or and, and I say this, too. well, no, and well, for this audience, <laughs> is how much you like Spider Man. Because if every time your kid goes into Walmart and looks at the video game shelves and sees Spider Man's face, be it the little sticker on the corner of the PlayStation 4 version of Avengers or the box copy of, you know, Miles Morales. If every time they see that, they're going to go, wow, mom, I wish I could play that. Or wow, dad, I wish I could play that. If that's going to eat away at you, 
then the you really only have one choice. Like the way that the way that somehow through some dark magic, Sony managed to make Spider-Man exclusive to their console. We don't have time to go into IP law right now, but Wait, hold on. They in right now, whether I'm not talking about the future right now, you want to play Spider-Man. You got to play it talk, on PlayStation. You have to play it on PlayStation. Now that yep. could all change in the future. Not likely but to, but through, yes. All, but I mean, and, and I'm not counting Minecraft skins, That's but like, true. but like if you want to play a That's Spider-Man true. game, you have to play it on Sony. And, of course, they have, they have other, you know, they have God of War and, and you know, they have Horizon. But, but like for many of these games are going to be coming to PC. Let's also true, let's also we, look at that. You mean that sixteen hundred dollar fiddly? Yeah, junk? I mean, I, I that is my only my one caveat. Is I hear I think you in general. If you don't already have a console and aren't already invested in the ecosystem, because obviously that matters too. Yeah. PlayStation Five is heavily backwards compatible with PlayStation oh. Four games, yeah. So that obviously makes a difference, and where your kids' friends play matters. But like all things being Absolutely. equal, I think that it is worth buying an Xbox, one of those two, and you and I could go back and forth on which one is the better value for a given family. And some of that I think is just your gut feeling and access, right? Like if you can easily afford the Xbox privilege. Yeah. Right. Like if you have the capacity, then go for it. But so if it, so it's worth buying an Xbox to have access to that library. Yes. Because you you can't beat it anywhere else. It really just comes down to does spider now. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to is can I play this game that I, can I play a Spider-Man game? on my Xbox and the answer is no and you are likely not ever going to be able to play a, a Spider-Man game outside of Sony literally ever. They're they're like if you I tell you what you hit me up on Twitter if you have questions about that and I will explain to you what happened there. But as far as I'm concerned it's dark magic. That's, that's fine. IP law is basically dark magic. That's fair. Exactly. So and that's really the moral of this story. You know, when sure. we're comparing all these things, I agree with you 100%. If I were to rank these, it, they're 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 all in the same weird jumble, right? Like you they're can't They're all good dogs, Brant. We can't, exactly. We can't be like this is number 1 and this is number no. 2. There's a lot of different elements that come into play, but the big difference is Xbox brings this incredible value with Game Pass. And PlayStation has the exclusives. PlayStation has Spider-Man. And because, I mean, we keep saying exclusives and I know what you're saying and you're you are absolutely correct. But man, that'd be like if one movie theater, like all they had was Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Like there's just something about Spider-Man that is just extra. So that's it. But you're right. PlayStation has the exclusive games and I mean, my son said it best. He's like, dude, Spider-Man is what matters. Yep. And saw, that's he came great. down today and saw me with, I was in the lab. You saw, it was like I was in the bat cave trying to you were pre-order the man in the chair. Xbox. I was definitely the man in the chair. And he was like, oh, does this mean we're not getting a PlayStation? And I was like, dude, listen, we're just <laughs> like, be cool, is, man. Don't have a, don't have a panic attack. We're going to work it out. The PlayStation thing has already been settled. We have figured this out after the PlayStation event. We were super hyped. And then we got done with the PlayStation event. And I was like, oh, so I can play Horizon on PS4 and we can play Spider-Man on PS4. Maybe I'll just wait. 
You know, like, why don't we? And so I put that bug in his head and he was like, no, 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 dad, I won't play. I I want to play that one. the best it's ever going to be. And today was the illustration. He was like really kind of bummed when I was trying to get this pre-order. And I was like, part of it is because I was in the moment, but I was like, dude, just relax. It's fine. It's fine. And then he was fine after that, once he realized that everything was okay. But that that's the power of Spider-Man. It's true. And right now, Microsoft doesn't have that. Now, they have a lot of potential that's because they have what, like 47? They have Halo. Like Halo, is there that? Is Halo but, Spider-Man? And I say this. Uh, such, I mean, not in a cultural I, zeitgeist kind of way. So I understand where you're coming from. Because Spider-Man is transmedia. Think about it, right? Transmedia, it's everywhere. It's comics, it's movies, it's television, it's video games, it's board it's, games. It's, it's everywhere. Stickers. Yeah, oh. it's like, it's t-shirts, it's literally everything. And like Halo is not as pervasive. It's a rated T situation versus a rated E situation in a lot of ways. I know that Marvel's Spider-Man is actually rated T, like I get it. But like Spider-Man in general is like... What's that? He straight up kills some dudes in Spider Man. No, he's a hundred percent trying to kill some dudes. Like I get it. I understand why it's rated T. But I forget. like it's it's still one of those things to consider. Yeah? Yeah. Oh absolutely. Right. And I, well, this is just we're just having a healthy debate. We're having of course. Debate. So That's the, how we roll. Exactly. So these are just some of our thoughts, folks. I mean the good news is you got some time to decide. These things aren't coming out until November. It's Three true. orders have come and gone at this point. Well, so, I mean, not necessarily. There are still going to be waves of pre-orders that are going to be available true, over the true. next over the next month, essentially. Just again, be That's kind, fair. be patient. There will be waves of pre-orders. They will come and go. Make friends with your your local Walmart or your local Target, or you know, like just have yeah. alerts on on Amazon and just just be patient. Be patient. Be kind, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think the last point is, if you're one of those folks that you listen to all this and you come out of it going, you know what? Like, eh. maybe it's a good idea to wait. So wait. Cool. Cool. I did not buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One when they came out at the beginning. Neither did I. I didn't either. It was, And I was still running the site. It was a little challenging to do to cover a, tra- a console transition without actually having the hardware but i had to because just money was th- money was not going to happen and no, so fair. i did what i had to and it was that was a really it was the hard same in our household yeah i mean it's tough and that transition was tough because mm-hmm. the playstation 4 and the xbox one were just fa- far and away better than their than their predecessors whereas here the upgrades are there but it's not going to change the entire universe. And a lot of these games are going to be in both places. So well, okay, that, the cross-generational thing is the important thing here, yeah. regardless of whether or not we're, we're really seeing bleeding edge. And we're seeing bleeding edge in some things, not in everything, but in some things. The solid state hard drive is definitely something that we see on PC, but it's not something we've seen on consoles. Listen, Steve, you and I could go back and forth for, until the end of time. But at the end of the day, folks figure out what you value most and then make a plan. That's it. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's a, that's an acceptable way of putting it and I'll allow it. But because I edit the podcast and need to get the last word, I will say if ever there was a time where it would be cool to wait, 
It's this one. This is, in my experience, it's this one. That's what I was it, getting at. I elaborated a little bit more than Amanda would have liked, and that's okay. No, no, no. It's I'm just fine. giving you a hard time. Amanda, I love it's you. Fine. I'm giving you a hard time. But, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's late. But you, there, that's that's it. That's that's the tweet. That's We're the tweet. We're all going to make up our own mind. So here's what I – speaking of tweets, this is what I would love to hear. Amanda and I have opinions. We've already we expressed opinion. those opinions. That's, what, that's why we do what we do. I, I want true. your thoughts. So head on Thank over you. to the Engage Family Gaming Community and shout at us and let us know. Tag us. Which one of, are you getting one of those consoles? Are you not getting one of those consoles? Which one? What games are you why. excited for? Are you hyped for that nice blue and white Xbox controller? Because I kind of am. All that stuff. So... Amanda, we did it. It's episode 233. No, you didn't believe we did it. No, no one has fired us. Yes, folks, I'm rushing through our closing because Amanda has taken off her glasses. That means it is late. Everybody, we will be back next week. It will be board game week. It will be wonderful. Linda will be here. We can't wait. Can't believe you sat through the two of us talking through this for as long as we did. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. We will be back next week. Yes, we did, as always. So until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye.